0005. Good evening, lovey doveys. Welcome back. We are in March 28th. It is Sunday. I'm a little bit late for my regular, usual session time, but we're here. I thank God for you. I pray you well. Pray you are doing well. It is a rainy, beautiful afternoon here in Boston, Massachusetts. And today we will be talking about fresh paint. This is a renewing or a wrecking of your mind, body, and soul in what you choose to do. Understanding the wellness of our lives is knowing who we give it to. This is the fifth session of our first season and this is the ending of the first season. Every season will be done by quarterly according to the year. Now, I started late, so we are only in the fifth session because I started in March. So, season one, the introduction of what we're doing here is now ending tonight. But we will be talking about why we're here. So this is just to let us know what the point of this podcast is and what we're going to be reflecting upon throughout the remainder of our seasons throughout the year. So what is fresh paint? What are we doing? What is Jinji talking about? We'll be reading from the Bible, New International Version, as I have in my hand. Romans chapter 12 verse 2, Psalms chapter 51 verse 12, and Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. Let's do it. I'm going to start out by reading Romans chapter 12 verse 2, word of the Lord. As it says here, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, passing and perfect will. Or, I'm sorry, pleasing and perfect will. What does this mean? What do I... I went through this week, and I had my car go to the shop last week, and I got it back this week, or, you know, just before the end of this week. And it was quick this time. The last time, it took forever. It took several times. And it was the performance of the shop, which was not satisfactory. I was satisfactory with the result, but the time that it took was not worth it. And people ask me, they're like, well, you got this car going in and out of the shop. Why would you select a vehicle that's 20 years old when you could put that money into a, a newer vehicle? And I always say, as I get older, my time and, and understanding of what I'm worth has become precious. I know my worth in the name of Jesus Christ because he is the only one that truly truly took care of me and i'm here to talk about it and that's why i talk about jesus christ that's what this podcast is about for any of you who decide to come on and stay with it and listen and engage mentally to feel out and understand someone else's point of view in the name of christ the point being with my car yeah, I'm going to put some money into it, but I'll know exactly where I stand. I'm developing a relationship with this vehicle, not a physical human relationship, but an understanding of where I stand with it and how I know what it's doing and what it's going through and, and taking care of it. It's just like a relationship where we have to maintain, understand, work with, and do things engaging in the functionality of the relationship. And that's exactly what it is with Christ. People want to talk about religion and this and that and the other thing, and denominations and all that. Don't pay attention to none of that. 
Develop your relationship with Jesus Christ first. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity, which is all three in one, in the power of prayer and your relationship building for your basic instructions before leaving earth, which is the Bible, that's our instructions. When you engage with these power of prayer, understanding your worth in the name of Jesus Christ, reading your Bible, fellowshipping with other brothers and sisters, these things all impact your life. It's chiseling away or it's stripping away the old paint and the parts and all the things that may have served better for somebody else in the world and, and putting in new parts and, and taking care of it and building it back up. Um, you know, we don't have many Christian value venues that, that can relate to this, so I'll use worldly values and venues and things of the world to bring forth the surface, just like all sin ends up being exposed. You know, these things come to the surface. In your vehicle, these things come to the surface. These things come forth. Like, if you see a vehicle that is being mistreated, you know this because it's dirty, it's jacked up, it sounds some kind of way, it looks some kind of way, and if you're around it or get in it or lean on it, you feel some kind of way. Touch it, the paint, it's not right. It's, you know, it's got its blemishes and it, it's jacked up. That's how we are in the world for the world within the world you get consumed by it it's jacked up and you put yourself in this vehicle in this situation in this world in this way in this environment you're in trouble you're in trouble it's very it's not secure it's not well it's not favorable it feels dangerous how do you handle that situation a lot of people don't a lot of people just let it go on until there's a, a, a form of explosion until something happens. That's not healthy. It's not good for anybody. It's not good for us. It's not good for the people in our lives. It, it's just a bad, dangerous situation. So like I said, people will be like, why would you get an older vehicle? Things change. And as things change and develop, the world shows favor to itself, to its sinful ways. When I talk about Jesus Christ and I bring up my faith and my belief and my relationship with Jesus Christ, people get uncomfortable, skittish, standoffish because, and it's not because of religion or the ideology of it. Those things have a, a chip away at it. Those are, those are little little things those that's the the dirt and the dust on the on the windshield and the windows and what covers the mirrors those are those things that that make it difficult last the first things that are difficult is how we are internally we don't want to confront our sins we don't want to be set forth in these things nobody wants to to be nobody wants that light shined on them and that's what it's all about. I was having a conversation with my son just the other night. And I'm like, dude, there's no gray areas in these things. There's no gray areas when you got a flat tire. You got a flat tire, you ain't going nowhere. And if you try, it's going to get worse. It's, gonna be it's going to be recognized. There's no gray areas. It's either yes or no. Like it says in, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 37. I'm throwing it in again. You're going to hear it every single time. I pray if I'm doing it right, if I feel right in my heart and I know I'm in the right direction, this is my starter. When I put the key in the ignition, this is what gets me started. Matthew chapter 5, verse 37. May your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything otherwise is of the evil one. That is definition. Yes or no. As an alpha, shepherd warrior, kingdom man, someone attempting to be better by the name of Christ so that I can be a lighthouse over the dark sea. So that I can be a light on a hill that will not be covered by a basket. I have to understand that yes and no. I want my brothers and my sisters. And mainly, even more so my brothers because... A man in a Christian way, a man with a relationship with Jesus Christ can easily be swayed or will, will come up with things so that we can kind of handle that basket. 
So it's difficult. That yes and no, that definition of understanding that there's no gray area is important. It's very important. That's knowing that the suspension in your vehicle is straight aligned. The bushings are not sunken, collapsed, breaking up, and, and the rubber is, is fraying. You know, that's knowing that you have oil in the engine, that there's antifreeze fresh and clean in the, um, the coolant units. That's knowing that your spark plugs are firing the way they should be so that you don't have a misfire or you're not stalling. Because when you want to put your family in a vehicle to go somewhere, you want to be sure that you're all safe. So for those who think, uh, I'm going to put myself, be, or I'm going to put everybody before me, you ain't doing it right. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not doing it proper. You know, there's those, uh, those storylines, analogies, and so forth. And I say it to people all the time if I'm having a discussion. I'm like, if it's going to take you eight minutes to stitch your child and four minutes to stitch you, who are you going to stitch first? Everybody's like, well, I'm going to stitch my child first. Okay, you're making no sense because now while you're doing that, you're going to die before you finish stitching your child. And then they're going to die because you didn't finish the job to patch them up so that they don't bleed out. And now you're both dead. You take that four minutes with what you have, your gifts and talents, handle that stitching, get it done. While you're doing that, if anything else should further happen, you, your child was paying attention. So now they know how to do it. And you're stitched. You're well. You're, getting, you're okay to finish the job. So now, not only have you saved yourself, but you're saving your child with ample time that they have. That makes sense. To me, it does, at least. I don't know about y'all, but that makes sense to me. Um, it's, it's important to understand what we're doing with what we have. Again, I pick an older vehicle... Because I want it built up the way I want it. I want to do what I can do in it. Also, like I was saying, as things adapt in the newer world, as the world adapts to the ways that it wants to be selfish and, and take advantage of people, it's harder to get into these vehicles and do work. They want to they wanna set it so that they can only do it themselves and you have to pay them what they want you to pay them. Or what you believe is to be paid because you don't understand what's happening. And that's exactly what the traditions had done before Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came to alleviate the traditions and then die for our sins. Alleviating the traditions was taking the lies and the misunderstandable basis that the Pharisees and the tax collectors were feeding to the saints. So you got people giving all kinds of money to the church, the church being led by the Pharisees and the tax collectors who were abusing the people by using the traditions given. And it was causing misunderstanding. And that's, Jesus came to, to let us know, have a relationship with me. This is where I, I see a lot of confusion. People like religion and it's it's those are a basic mindsets and in, in verbiage like a mousetrap to pull away from you know, going deeper into it. And going deeper into it is is being confronted with your sins, with our sins, the things that we do. It's not easy. No, you, nobody ever wants someone to come to them and be like, well, I know that you were abused as a child and I want to talk about it. A lot of people, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want that coming to the surface so it can be cleaned. I don't want that, you know, tinted windows taken off my car so you can see in and see how dirty and, and how nasty it is and, and all the things that, you know, I'm just letting go. I don't want you to look under my hood. I don't want to. I don't want to have to deal with it. I'll just do what I got to do here until I could just get rid of it and then start over fresh, or or have a new scene. And and a lot of people jump around like that in their lives. The conviction in our hearts can get very heavy. 
And nobody wants to be confronted with that. So whenever, from my recognition, what I notice when I approach people, they're like, no, I ain't about that Jesus business. I ain't trying to get down with all that. That ain't none of my business. Nope, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And, And the reason we do that is because we're comfortable in our sins. And we want to be accepted by the world. And the world wants to be comfortable in their sins. And they want to be accepted by the world. Of course, we all want to be socially well. We want our tribe to be initiated, to be comfortable in our tribe, to be welcomed where, you know, to be safe in our, our tribe, our village, our areas. So people are trying to find a place to fit in. And most Christians are not evangelizing, not speaking the truth. That's what this is for. I don't want the distractions of the world. You know, I can go on the venues and do my thing. But I want people to to come to me. I want to put myself out there so people who have questions, anybody who wants to know what's going on, what's happening, what's this whole Jesus thing, why is your life amazing? Like, you go through some stuff, Eric. You, you've you seen something. Like, brother, my brother Aaron, he tells me all the time, I can't wait to see what happens next. Both, path, both, both pastors that I've had have said it. To watch your walk is going to be amazing. God is going to do amazing things in your life. My pastor now, he's like, I want us to be accountability partners because... I want to see, I want to watch your walk. I want to see, like, he's like, already I've seen amazing things, and I just want to continue to see it. I want to hear the testimony. I want to see the power of Jesus flow through you to encourage me, to encourage others. That's empowering. That's real. And and I can say it with confidence because I know what Jesus did in my life. So people like... Oh, you know, that's what you believe. I I respect your beliefs and so forth and so on. But I ain't trying to offend you. But okay, you ain't going to offend me. And it is my truth because I know. No, no, you don't know. I Yes, I absolutely do. I've seen some miraculous things. People want to be like ghosts are real and so forth and so on. And, and the spiritual world is real. Yeah, the spiritual world is real. But I don't know about ghosts. Spiritual world, the spiritual entities are real. And I know because I've, I've become part of it. I know what that spiritual realm and evil looks like and the spiritual realm of good looks like. And I'd much rather be about that spiritual realm of good. I'd rather take care, spend a couple of thousand dollars taking care of what in this, in this car needs to be taken care of. Find a trusted mechanic and know what I'm sitting on. I have faith, but at the same time, we have to maintain as well. You can't eat McDonald's three times a day, every day of the week, every day of your life, every year, and expect to live a long, profitable life. That's just, it just doesn't work that way. And that's all about learning. Like, you don't know how you're going to react to something until you try it. You don't know how it's going to settle in your life well unless you go after it. And that's what I'm talking That's why I like having an older vehicle. Because it was more simplified and made so that we can work and do what we need to do to function. Our functionality was, was given to be able to do what we need to do to handle the undergoing of our lives and that's important and the world is trying to take that away that's why i picked an older vehicle so if i need to i can get under there i can do my oil change i can change the transmission fluid i can change the um coolant i can change my brakes um you know there's a whole my my tune-up i can do the tune-up and those are longevity type things I can do the timing belt and all that. Do I want to? No, not necessarily. Will I pay a mechanic if I trust him? And I found a trusted mechanic. Thank God. Hassan Auto and Quincy. There's a shout out for him. He's excellent. Love him. Pastor goes to him. Have, uh, I'd say an eighth of the church goes to him. Um, so I don't mind giving him my hard earned money 
to take care of my vehicle because he's going to do it in a timely manner. He wants to make sure that I'm comfortable and safe and everybody around me is safe. That's accountability. That's real. That's important. I think it's important. So should you. I want to take care of my car. So if somebody needs something, I can help them out. Do the best that I can. My gifts and talents. That the Lord has allowed me to stay here to, to express. And that was part of my prayer when I was in trouble. Please, God, I can do much better here with the gifts and talents that you blessed me with to share with the world. To share the good word in your name for your glory with this vessel that you blessed to be here. In my addictions and my troubling ways, everything has been straightened out. So now I walk that narrow pathway the Lord expects us to walk. I don't go drifting into the woods no more and get lost and trip over things and get sprayed by a skunk and blame everybody and everything else and, and use excuses to eat mushrooms and get high and pass out in the rain and have a beer practically eat me, you know, losing my, my, my sandals that I had to make from scratch and now they're gone because I kicked one off while I was high and all messed up. I don't, I, I know the difference now. And one of the few things that Jesus said before he died on the cross was, Forgive them, Father, for they do not know. I could talk to you about Jesus all day long. And as long as you deny, you don't understand, but you know the truth. And that's where it sets the difference. All children go to heaven until they have the understanding of accountability, which means when they understand the difference between Jesus and Satan, that changes the game. Because we all don't go to heaven. It's heaven or hell. Yes or no, good or evil, right or wrong. There's no gray areas. Truth or lie. Those gray areas is a wink and a turn to your head. Snitches get stitches. You know what's good about that? Nothing. I say it all the time that a child molester came up with that. Think about it. Snitches get stitches. Who would come up with that? Who better than a child molester? And people want to use that term for what? Your own selfish gain. All sin starts with selfishness. Come on now. What kind of car are you buying? Are you buying a brand new car? So you buy a brand new car, and that thing is supposed to run cherry for at least a year. You got to get your oil changed every now and then, right? That's just about it. For a year, you should only have to get an oil change and check the tires every temperature change to make sure that the air is all good. And that way your gas mileage stays up. Right? Simple. So what happens if you... you uh? Hit a big speed bump. And the fuel line disengages. Now you got to go to the mechanic. If you don't get set up properly or your finances ain't proper. And you buy a new vehicle. And the fuel line gets popped out. And you go to a mechanic that you're not associated with. That you don't have a relationship with. Again, there's that word relationship. They're going to get you for money. So now you got a car payment, insurance, and you're paying a mechanic to fix something on your brand new vehicle. Mm -mm, I'm good. I try to educate myself so I can climb underneath that vehicle and see what's going on. Any leaks, I know what to look for. I know where to look. Now I can understand what's happening. Then I can either go get the pots myself, change it out. Now I got to get some tools. Tools, if you take care of them properly, just like you should with your vehicle and your life and all the rest of everything, they'll last for a long time. You'll know where to find them because you got a place for them. Everything has its place. You put it in its place, you can find it easily. You can maintain it if it's necessary to oil things, whatever the case is. I've never seen a good chef with a jacked up kitchen. On to... Scripture number two, we're going to go from Psalms, chapter 51, verse 12. And it reads like this. 
Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. That's kind of loaded. But what it's saying is, Restore me to the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. In the renewing of our life given to Jesus Christ, that's us taking this jacked up vessel raised in whatever way that we have been for anybody who was a a non-christian living in the world and and trying to figure things out on our own we have our own stories but we have an understanding that those things can carry very easily in a nostalgic um idolistic type of way But when we change our mindset, you have, to, you have to go through a shedding and a processing. So when you get a new vehicle, you have to have it inspected or you have to find a dealership that inspects it. And you have to trust that they're doing it right, that they're setting you on the right tone. Anybody that, that is trying to make money isn't always being honest about something. If it has to do with something that has a history, like an older vehicle, a pre-owned vehicle. A pre-owned vehicle has someone else's issues that you're getting into. So when you go to a dealership to buy a vehicle, you either do it privately, you go to a dealership, a used dealership, or a new, you know, you buy new, used, or um, personally owned. And all of those present different understandings. But to understand getting into a new vehicle that is used, you know that you have to investigate it thoroughly. You have to go through it and see what the deal is, what the what what issues may have lied there before. And that's the same thing with us. Like we have to take the issues that we had previously and give them, drop them, clean them, whatever the case may be. And most of it is spiritually and, and mentally indwelled. The only way to release and unload those is to give it to Jesus Christ. We don't have to go sit in a box with a stranger and confess our sins. You don't have to wait seven days or six days or five days or two hours to do that when you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You're able to say, wherever you are, please, God, forgive me, for I have sinned. I want to change my ways, and I want to do better with this life that you've given me. I don't want to go into the woods and, and think under the, the duress and the stress and the worries of, of everything around me that I need to have other things to rely on. The beautiful thing about the understanding of what we're doing makes it a lot easier and the power of prayer slows down our mentality to get us focused on that narrow pathway that we should be on that he wants to see us on but doesn't require or tell us to be on the greatness of free will you can buy a new vehicle you can buy an old vehicle you can buy a private vehicle you can buy a jump box you can buy a frame it all depends on what you're willing to work with and, and how well you're able to do something. Understanding where you stand and who you are helps that. Giving your life to Jesus Christ gives you understanding. It gives you a renewing in life. It's a powerful, powerful thing if you harness it and, and understand it. The power of prayer and and. Reading the Bible is important. You don't understand that until you have a relationship. You can't speak another language until you start learning, whether it be from somebody else or on your own. But you have to have a stepping stone, a starting block. The instructions help always. You know, I get into a jam up with my car. The first thing I go to is the instructions, and that helps me. To figure out what it is that I need to do. Or what I'm looking for. 
Right, I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Word of the Lord. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Straight power. You know, you get into this new vehicle. Let's just say, for instance, like my case, it's a, it's a used vehicle that the owner wanted to sell before they were going to junk it. That's what the point that this vehicle was at. They would never say that to me, but I know this. I know this from experience. I got into this vehicle and I had to start going through things for inspecting. Things that they weren't telling me about. Now it's my responsibility. Now it's in my hands, so I have to take care of it. I knew what I was capable of. I knew what I was getting into for the most part. And of course there are things that are in depth that I had to discover on my own. And not get frustrated. Not getting frustrated is difficult. Not taking it into my own hands is hard. Because now you're dealing with other people and other entities and things and so forth and so on. Um, there's a few times with the that there's a few times that I did want to take things into my own hands and I would go through my thought processes. We have to be very difficult or we have to be very careful with thought processes because they can come to fruition. You know, anytime somebody does something bad, it, they, people, they, they go into the courts that whole premeditated and, you know, it just happened. That's nonsense. Yes or no, good or evil, truth or lie. When somebody does something, there's a premeditated process that goes in place. Everything is done by one's thought process. That's a fact. It's a fact. The defense wants to come up with these things to, to have something to, to walk on. So a judge or a jury can be swayed into believing another ideology. There's that word again. Idolistic ideology. The power of prayer allows us in our relationship with Jesus Christ to sort out those thought processes in a positive manner our power our light god is our light he is our solar power to light our lighthouse to to watch over the deep dark sea for those who are lost and need help that's important to know what to do where to go i didn't know where to you know it's been 12 years since i went to a mechanic i had to find a mechanic and i don't know what the process was at the time I went to four different mechanics, or I should say three before I landed on the fourth, and the fourth was no good, but it was almost like God's way of saying, I'm slowing you down so you can see, uh, I need you, you know, stepped aside over here, whatever the case was, I trust him first, and, and it all worked out, and I'm thankful for it because... There were certain steps that obviously needed to be taken in time that I needed for things that I didn't have when I would have needed those things in the time that I didn't have them. It's, it's amazing when you give your life to God because and, and stay steadfast and continue to, to do the best that you can with your gifts and talents and try not to take these things into our hands because hot coals in our hands will burn fast. Hot coals in his hands can be cooled down so we're able to hold them. I mean, it doesn't get any realer than that. Ain't no gray areas in that. Hot coals are hot coals. If you dip your hands into a grill and pick up hot coals, you're getting burnt. But if you wait a couple of hours and it's all cooled down, you can grab those ashes and do what you need to do with them. Again. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Whether you're doing it yourself or bringing it to a mechanic, you know you have faith and trust in a, in a relationship and 
our, our contract, a contract with God is different. That's a relationship. A contract with a loved one is a covenant, but it's a contract. So a contract with a, whoever's, you know, fixing the vehicle, you have trust and faith that they're going to put the lug nuts back on the wheels when they're done safely so that you can drive away and not come into harm's way. You know, and that's that's the relationship that we're developing with God. And if anybody who's on here has been in a relationship, you made it this far, I'm pretty sure you've been in a relationship, understands it's not 50-50, it's 100%. You know, so what, I got four wheels and you're going to put, you know, half of the lug nuts back on? That doesn't make any sense. A relationship, uh, uh, a respectful, understanding and loving relationship is going to make sure that everything is in place as it should be to hold everybody well and accountable. Like, that's real. Given our lives to God, we will soar on wings like eagles. Eagles are majestic, beautiful, strong, amazing creatures. Amazing. Majestic. They fly over storms. They don't hunker down. Hide out. They fly over the storm. They fly so high above because their vision is so well that their prey can't see them till they swoop down on top of them. And by then it's too late. They got their eagle talents sunk into them. They're done done that's majestic that's alpha that's that's knowing worth to run and not grow weary why is it important to maintain and keep our vehicles well and clean why clean them so that you can do a, a four-point check so you can get around the whole vehicle and you can see things and 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 just know what's going on to be visually well with it why do we kick the tires? Check the the pressure in the in the tires. You don't want to be spending an extra ten dollars a week on gas because you're not paying attention to your tires. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. You're wasting time and money. If there's two things that people hold high and mighty and precious in this world, it's time and money. And some people don't even hold those in in accountable in an accountable way. It's important. So it's it's important to understand. Understanding. So that you can walk and not be faint. So that you can fly above the clouds. We do what we do so that we can be more comfortable and well. And that's what the ease of all this is supposed to be. What the world that will always be the world is trying to make money. Just like the, collect, the, the tax collectors and the Pharisees. To use the Bible as a, as a tool. To use God's word as a tool against the people. To create confusion. Uncomfortableness. So that the world says, oh, well, what do you need so that I can be safe and well? I pick an older vehicle because I know what to look for. I know what I'm hearing. So if there's a squeal, a squeak, I, I understand that it's the belts or uh, the, the rotating parts, like the steering. A ball joint, uh, not a ball joint, but a, a bearing. You know, there's, there's certain noise, like we have the intuition that we have to, to, to hear and feel things out. It's important for me to have a vehicle that I can get into, that I can hear, feel, and see where there may be issues. And that way, when I have somebody get into the vehicle with me, they're not concerned. They're not like, well, what's that noise? Well, oh, this doesn't look well. You know, they look in the vehicle and it's a mess and it's all just, just ridiculous. Now their mentality is going to be going into different places. You're losing faith in me. Because of the condition that I've left my things in. And they're not just my things when you climb into my vehicle. Now your safety is at hand. 
I, mean, I don't want you climbing into my vehicle and not having a decent conversation with me because you're worried about the wheels falling off. If the car is dirty, unpresentable, if it's old and jacked up and not being taken care of, it changes the scene. It changes the environment. It changes the energy that we have with one another. Our relationship is being affected by my allowance of degradation, disregard, and ignorance. Should we idolize our things and our vehicles and our items? No, absolutely not. That's the other problem. So we have fear and ideology that, that creates mayhem. So that the world can continue to act as the Pharisees and the tax collectors and take advantage of us. Who's that fair to? No one. Christian brothers and sisters, we need to step up on the front lines as shepherd warriors, as kingdom men and women, to praise the word of God as we should. He's given us the basic instructions before leaving earth. We understand the power of prayer. So why aren't we taking a bold accountability to do the best that we can with our gifts and talents to be everything that he made us to be? We shouldn't be contemplating tattoos and, and just nonsense. I'm not even going to get into all that right now. But, I mean, and of course we... we Everyone is a sinner. We're all bad. So nobody's good. Understand that. No vehicle is really good. A Bugatti's no good. Can you afford a Bugatti? If you can't, how good is it to you? If it's really that good and you can't afford it and you can't fix it and there's nothing that you can do with it or for it, what is that? That's idolization. Makes no sense. You're wasting your time. Why isn't your time... And what you do with it, precious. We on the internet waste so much hours on the internet. It's disgusting. And it, we all do it. Just like we're all sinners. None of us are good. And it takes an accountability and a practice of well-being and understanding to get through these things. You know, the only one that's ever been there for me in my life is Jesus Christ. I have good friends and family. And I don't mean good as in they're good. I mean, they try to be well. Try to be engaging and have a relationship. And I'm thankful for that. But the only one that's ever always been there for me is Jesus Christ, whether I acknowledged it or not. All my prayers have been answered. And I have faith that all my prayers will be answered. If somebody goes through something, you know, God bless Sister Julia. Today would have been her birthday, her 56th birthday. You know, she died hard of cancer. But she didn't die hard of her heart. She was amazing all the way through. Because she knew where she was going. She knew her worth. She knew she didn't have nothing to worry about because she raised her children in the light of the Lord. And they both accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I pray today that they hold themselves accountable and that in, in brothers and sisters of Rosendale Baptist Church and all, all my loves that are close in, in family to us are holding them accountable and, and checking in on them. But her death was not in vain because of her life, the way she lived. She lived in the name of Jesus Christ. She lived with the, the best of all her gifts and talents. She was there for everybody anytime they needed, anytime she could. Why is that so hard for us to do? Why is it difficult to maintain the air pressure in our tires so that we can ride better, more comfortably, and save money on gas so we can spend money on coffee for our brothers and sisters. You know, it's just, it's simplicity of life. The world is trying to make things more 
intricate and difficult. It's trying to make it look seem easier. Yeah, if you um pay with everything online with a credit card, you can have it all delivered to your house. And you don't ever have to go anywhere ever again. Creating a social distancing. Making it easier for them to track our movements so that they can see what our interest is and, and blow up the, the little boxes that we stare into for hours so we can spend more money on the things that we like, which is putting fill in their pockets while we're distancing ourselves from the people that we love. These things are, are creating calluses. Gout. It, they're just it's it's making us stale and steadfast not steadfast, but just away from the activities that, that will keep us well and that's being social and, and challenging one another. You know, an older vehicle for me has the simplicity and the ease to make sure it runs well and safe so that I can have a good time with those I love. To keep my relationships well and healthy. That's more important to me than looking good. Because... Not everything that glitters is gold. And when the dirt settles, everything around it is touched. You know, dirt's really not a bad thing. We get our crops from it. Flowers. It's used to recycle everything. Dirt is there Dirt and water is there to recycle everything. Humans, animals, plant life. Everything that we require to function gets dirty. And we want to try to keep it off of everything that we live for. It's important to keep clean. It's important to look presentable and have everything in, in order. But to get crazy over it, idealistic on it, doesn't make any sense. It creates a mentality of fear, instability, and deception. And that's what the world wants us to believe in. To, to think that we need a new vehicle. We need it new. Everything is disposable. You know, think about it. Think about it. Shoes are worn out. You need new shoes. Your house is run down. Build a new one. Having a child you don't want. Get rid of it. That marriage ain't working out. Get another one. That vehicle. Running a little bit funny. Buy another one. You know, it, <laughs> The pollution that we're creating in a disposable world is causing us to starve in ways that we won't understand until it's too late. Till you're playing your, your ribs like a xylophone when you sneeze and, and you just don't get what's going on. And the distortion is that we're not reading the instruction manual. That fresh paint is going to get dirty. You can always wipe it off. But don't spend the entire day diaper padding your car. doesn't make any sense. You cannot soar like an eagle or walk in strength. If you're not seeing the land below you, that narrow pathway is important because it's not for everybody. Not everybody's going to be able to do it.
But those who see us do it as shepherd warriors and kingdom men and kingdom women will want to know why our lives are amazing, majestic, and beautiful. Won't grow tired and weary because we know who to give the power to. And in turn, we get it back tenfold. That's a beautiful thing. All right, brothers and sisters, we're going into the evening hours of this fine Sunday, and work will resume for me tomorrow. I'm glad to be here with you. I'm glad if you decided to pop in and you made it this far, God bless you. I, I pray that the rest of your day is well and you stay well and I pray that you understand if you're going through any kind of trial or tribulation if you're having a hard time that you can pray through it and God will answer it may be yes and it may be no sometimes a lot of times it's wait we need a better understanding of patience to be able to Stay straight and drive well and be in a vehicle that's sound and, and safe. Just know your life is valuable. And the things that are given to you in it should be treated the same. Can't save your child. Stitch him up and teach him how to, how to do it if you're gone. You know, there's... Recipes that I would have loved to have gotten from family members, but because their life choices carried on with them, they didn't give it to God, and they didn't ask for forgiveness, or they didn't give forgiveness and seek peace in their hearts through the power of prayer and get into the basic instructions before leaving earth. They're not here, and I don't have those recipes. Hard to share something great and amazing with the world if we don't have it. So, I pray to see and hear amazing things that you have to share because you understand the value and what it's worth in those trinkets of life that are handed down to us from our tribe members. But for now, have a wonderful Sunday evening. God bless you all. Love you. In the name of Jesus, I pray wellness, health, peace, and joy in all of our hearts. I pray you an understanding of his worth, how he seen us in his image to be worthy, to be up today, to, to be alive. A lot of people didn't wake up today. So understand your worth and be well with it in jesus name god bless you all good night we'll catch you later next week enjoy the week do good be well bye-bye now